0: Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you. It's ten o'clock. Uh, it is sure ten o'clock. This is one of those days when I came to I came to the office actually really early. So I've been here for several hours. Uh, I mean, a lot earlier than usual. And so I got a lot of work done. Um, And then about a quarter till 10, I stepped away from my desk. I mean, I always really know 10 o'clock, man, I I got an appointment with you. Like, I know that I got to do Tim with Tim. I mean, I've been doing this for several years now. I know where I'm going to be at 10 o'clock, sitting right here looking at you. But this is one of those mornings when, like, I stepped away for just a minute. Then I got distracted. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, (laughs) it's 10 o'clock. You know, so I kind of just sat down really breathlessly. Uh, but anyway, I am here and uh, I'm excited. I love you so much. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm, I'm a doofus like that some days. I don't think I've ever missed you yet. Uh, but I'm capable. <laughs> so that day's probably coming. Uh, but anyway, Isaiah chapter 61 is where we are. I'm glad that you're with me. Uh, God bless all you guys, uh, Fireteam guys on Spotify. Uh, any of you on Facebook Live with me live right now, love you so much. Thank you for pausing your day, your morning, just to be uh, in the Word uh, together with me. I just love that. Those of you watching later, lunch break, afternoon, weekend, it doesn't matter. Stay in the Word. Apply yourself to it. Uh, you, you may be way off our schedule, but you just stay uh, you know, plugging right through the Word of God, and you'll uh, be amazed at what God will do just day by day if you'll let Him feed your soul with the bread of his word. Uh, Isaiah chapter 61. This is the passage in Luke chapter 4 when Jesus opened the scroll, you know, in his first sermon there in his hometown. And uh, he read this passage. He chose this passage. Jesus found in these words of Isaiah his own mission and purpose. As followers of Jesus for that reason, I think we should find something of our mission and purpose in Isaiah chapter 61. These opening verses are uh, are well-known and absolutely beautiful. Um, I know a lot of people, more and more people as the days go by that uh, they stop watching the news. They don't want to watch the news anymore. And it really is. It's just depressing. You watch the evening news at six o'clock and it will make you just want to jump out a window every single night. It's awful. Um, the world is a broken mess. And every single news story, every night of your life, just that's the story. The world is a messed up, broken disaster. You know, it just is. It really is. I know there's a hometown hero and they try to throw in some good news there, but all the news just serves the one narrative, and that is just the truth. The world is a broken mess. The only news that's worth pronouncing, the only news that's actually news, the only news that people desperately need to hear, because this is what you haven't heard, is just simply God is repairing the world. You know, yes, it's a broken mess, but God is going to take care of it. God is fixing, God is redeeming, God is saving the world. That's the news, you know, never going to make it, you know, on NBC, never going to make it on CNN. But I'm telling you, that's the news. That's the story that, the you know, the, the breaking news story that the world needs to hear. Uh, and that, of course, is the news we're sent to proclaim. And this is what Isaiah chapter 61 is about. I know, I know. You want your life to be some sort of party. You want your life to be enjoyable for you, like retirement and vacation and all the, you know, full of nice things for you. But your life is not a party. It's just not. Remember Rick Warren's book years ago, The Purpose Driven Life? I don't remember a whole lot about it. I read it, I know at the time, but I just remember the opening words. And his opening words, uh, I think are part of what made this book so radical and important in its day. Rick Warren just simply wrote in the beginning of his book, "It's not about you." <laughs> Purpose-driven life, first statement: It's not about you. Um, we make our lives about us. We want our lives to be about us. But your life is not about you. Your life is not a party for you. Your life is a project, which means you got work to do. And the greatest gift that God ever gave you is a gift of purpose. You have a purpose that means you got a reason to get out of bed every day. You got a reason to take a shower and put on clothes and get out of the house. You got a reason to push through therapy. You got a reason you know, to get out there with your walker, your cane, or whatever it takes. You got a reason every single day to get up and get out there because you got a purpose. And it's not just to sit there and watch the third hour of the Today Show. You know, you have a purpose a purpose. Now, how do you find the purpose? Well, I think you just start with, you with Isaiah chapter 61. If this is Jesus's purpose, then your purpose can't be too far off. You're a follower of Jesus. I think the first thing you do is just simply ask, you know, uh, who am I here to serve? And again, it's not about you. Who am I here to serve? Well, I'm here to serve Christ, but notice what the scripture says The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor sent me to comfort the brokenhearted, proclaim that captives will be released, prisoners will be freed. He sent me to tell those who mourn that the time of the Lord's uh, that the Lord's favor has come. The day of the Lord's favor has, has come. Uh, wow. Uh, the poor, the brokenhearted, the captives, uh, those who mourn. I mean, there you go. If you're thinking about your church, our church in general, then that's our target audience right now. The poor, the brokenhearted, the ones who mourn, you know. Unfortunately, those aren't the people that most of us go seeking out, but, but but that's where you start right there. You want to find your purpose, you ask who you're here to serve and start with the poor. Start with the brokenhearted. You know somebody whose heart is broken today? Okay, there you go. As soon as we're done, you call them. You go see them. You know? It's a purpose and it's not about you. Ask yourself who am I here to serve? And then and then after that, deliver the message. Like I said, there's news that needs to be shared. And it's not the evening news. That's the same old stuff that's just continued to tell tell us what we already know. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. That ain't news anymore. We've known that. What the world doesn't know is that the Lord's favor has come. The day of the Lord's anger, you know. I mean, he's going to give a crown of beauty for ashes. He's here to give a joyous blessing to all those who want. I mean, that's the news, you know. So deliver the message. The world needs to know. And you say that you know this good news. So why don't you tell somebody the good news? You know, who are you here to serve? Go deliver the message and then do the ministry. You know, help somebody. Get there and help somebody. Bring good news to the poor. I'm telling you, good news to the poor isn't, you know, hey, you know, God loves you. I mean, yes, God loves them. But you want them to know God loves them? Then feed them. Good news to a poor person is lunch, you know, or electric bill that gets paid. That's good. A, a, a medical bill that gets paid. That's good news. When, when you're poor, good news is, is having your needs provided for. You know, when you're brokenhearted, good news is having somebody sit down and share your tears. I mean, you got to do the ministry. You got to get out uh, of your house. You got to get out of yourself, out of your own head and, and involve yourself with the needs of others. I, I, I love this chapter. I love these verses right there. Um, they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities, destroyed Who's they? They is the ones who previously were the ones who were mourning. You know, God's going to lift them up to such a point where they, they get out there. They're going to rebuild the ruins. I mean, they're going to revive, you know, going to revive things for, for generations to come. You understand what we're saying here, verse 6 you will be called priests of the Lord, ministers of our God. In other words, these same wounded, brokenhearted people, they are going to be the ones who bring healing to the world. So right now, your wounds, understand your wounds are going to be a source of healing for others, but you're going to have to make that choice. That your life's not about you. That you have a purpose. That purpose is a gift from God, and that even your mourning, your woundedness, your brokenheartedness, God can use that to mend the broken hearts of others. Do you understand that? Do you see that? Because I love that so much. Chapter sixty-two. In, in the minute I've got left, um, man, you watch the news, and uh, and I know some people right now, man, watch the news all day long, and they get so bitter. You know, oh, uh, it would do them so much good just to get in the word, to to get involved in you know, public worship. You are get back in church, but man, they're just home, not being discipled by the church anymore. So they're being discipled by Fox News or CNN or M S N B C or whatever, you know, garbage news channel you're watching. And and it just winds you up and tears you up and makes you mad and chapter 62 gives you a really good example of what to do when you realize that you were living in a nation in ruins when you realize that you were in a nation going to hell in a handbasket like I said, what do you do? You pray. you pray. you don't complain, you don't get on Facebook and start fording all these memes of how Donald Trump is the devil or you know Joseph Biden is actually a dead man. you know stop, stop, pray. That's what the scripture says. Uh, because my heart yearns for Jerusalem, I cannot remain silent. You know, I'm going to tell everybody what I'm thinking. You know? I'm, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not going to stop praying for her. We're talking about the prophet whose heart is broken for his nation. And so he's not going to be silent. He's going to pray. You know, what do you do with all this anger that you feel every time you, you know, watch the news? You pray you pray. Uh, That's what the scripture says. I will not stop praying for my nation until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Why don't you cross stitch that and hang it on your living room wall, hang it over your TV, you know? I will not stop praying for this country until her righteousness shines like the dawn and her salvation blazes like a burning torch. Oh, it was the first the first five verses are in chapter 62 are all about names I mean, nobody's going to call it, you know the, the old names the forsaken city the desolate land you know oh my goodness our, our nation's been called the great Satan you know our, our nation is known for just promulgating filth our 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 TV shows go around the world and they're scandalous because, man, we there, there's no filth that we will not publicize, you know, and make a miniseries out of and send it to the world. And we're known for that, you know, we're known, our nation's known for that. But this is the point. You're not going to, they're not going to know you as a great, they're not going to know you as, you know, the nation with no morals anymore. You're going to become the bride of God, the city of God's delight, you know, in other words, man, only God can turn this around. Only God, you know, can can shed his grace on this nation. You know, only God can do it. So I love it. Uh, verses six and seven. Take no rest, all you who pray to the Lord. In other words, you got to want God's revival in this nation so bad that you don't even rest. Like you stay up at night praying that God will bless this nation. Uh, I love it. Take no rest. And give the Lord no rest. In other words, man, you're going going to be beaten on his door day and night. You're not going to rest, not going to give him any rest until he comes and saves this nation, you know? I I, I just love it. I I really, really do. And it's convicting to me because I'm kind of a politics guy. I I stay involved in political news all the time. I get upset about it. I I don't bring it into my preaching. I I don't ever, I try not to. I don't want to be partisan in that way, but oh my goodness, I do believe, and man, our, our country's so broken and the only one who can, only one who can repair it is God, not a political party, not the winner of the next election. I promise you, you know, the, the, our great hope is not going to be on any debate stage, you know, or ever be the inhabitant of the White House. Our great hope is the Lord. So don't you rest and don't give him any rest. Let's pray for this nation, you all, that's Isaiah chapter 62. Pick up right there with me tomorrow. Isaiah chapter 63. We're on the homeless, straight y'all? There are only 66 chapters in Isaiah. We're in chapter 63 for tomorrow, verses 1 to 19, all right? Listen, have a beautiful Tuesday. Stay in the Word. I love you so much. I'll see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for 10 with Tim. Uh, have a great day.